Hi, everybody. Welcome to Naval Gazing. My name is Eugene Driscoll of ValleyIndy.org. Today, my guest is Derby Alderman Rob Heider, and we're going to be talking about proposed changes to the Derby Charter. Welcome back to the podcast, Alderman Heider. Thank you, Dan. I appreciate you having me. My pleasure. Election day is November 3rd. And in addition to the state and federal races, Derby residents are asking to vote yay or nay on seven charter change questions. And this podcast, Alderman Heider and I will go over the proposed changes uh, informally. This is not a prepackaged infomercial. Rather, it's just me, some random guy from Derby asking uh, the chairman of the Charter Revision Qu uh, Commission questions about charter revision. But before we begin, I want to read a message from my sponsor, ValleyGivesBack.org. I think this information is extremely relevant in terms of uh, COVID-19 and the economic impact it's having on the Valley. While giving back is always in season, now is a great time to plan your gift. Name a Valley nonprofit in your estate plan and create a legacy that tells future generations what mattered to you. With a planned gift, you have the power to impact the Valley forever without affecting your current lifestyle. Your action will inspire others to make a difference in their own way. Remember the Valley. Ask your accountant, financial planner, or attorney about plan giving options. Plan now, give later, impact tomorrow. Learn more at valleygivesback.org. So thank you, valleygivesback.org, for your sponsorship. And all right, the video's still going. I am, uh, I am recording. Everything seems good, Rob. I always get a little nervous. The first question I, I, I want to ask, and I don't think I ever asked this before, the, the way this goes to voters, it's, it's on the ballot. I believe it's on the back of the ballot. Can the questions individually pass? Can you like pass one and then two might get rejected or do they all have to pass or how's that work? Yeah, absolutely. They're all individual questions. So, you know, we can, we can pass any number of them and we can pass all of them or, you know, none of them. So yeah, they're all individual questions. Okay. I realized like just before you came on, I had never asked that before. Mm -hmm. And I guess just in terms of anybody, I mean, we're recording this on Thursday night. Uh, you know, the, the election day is Tuesday. So if you want to read this stuff for yourself and to watch videos and to read the minutes of everything uh, Alderman Hyder and the Charter Revision Commission did in Derby. It's all on the City of Derby website. Uh, and I'll share the screen right now, which will probably make this all just be a total disaster. But there's the City uh, Derby website, right? And uh, here's all election information. If you go to, uh, if you click the, the, the homepage there, you can go to the meetings and then there's a calendar. And from there, you can look back and get all the charter revision stuff. If you want to spend nine hours or so watching videos and researching this, the, it's there. You don't have to believe me. You don't have to believe Rob. You can uh, get the information for yourself. Also, what's great about the website is you can look at the ballots. Like I said, everyone's voting for uh, president and uh, Congress and the state races. But then you can do this. And uh, there's your sample ballot. And you turn over the, the ballot, and there are the questions right there. Uh, and in addition, there's explanatory text uh, that we'll go over right now. I'm just realizing it might be a little hard for, uh, for me to do that. But I guess, Rob, the first thing I wanted to ask is basically a, a why question. Like, in general, uh, 
why now? Why why do this effort uh, right now to change the charter? What's the what's the overall mission? Um, before I go any further, I just want to let you know that my internet seems to be a little bit unstable, so it keeps coming in and out. So I, I may lose you for maybe ten seconds at a time. So if I go silent, that's why I'll be I'll be I'll be right back. But okay, gotcha. Okay, so to answer your question, why now? Um, I think that's um, it's a it's a good time because we are not in the um, the midst of a municipal election. So um, these charter questions obviously um, pertain to uh, the city of Derby. So uh, for instance, we are talking about um, having uh, the voters decide whether to have the elected officials uh, go for four-year terms. So rather than have them decide four-year terms or not during a municipal election, we're doing that in an, um, an even number year. So um, next year, when we do have the municipal election, if should should the voters choose to go for four years, then it would be it would be in place um, going forward. So um, not while we're in the midst of a, a municipal election. So I think it's good timing. Um, I think it's also good timing because it's a presidential election. So we're going to have a, a substantial turnout in comparison to a, a, a normal municipal election or statewide election. Yeah, and hopefully people will know that the charter change questions are on there. I know it's, I mean, given everything that's happening on a daily basis in the world, it's really tough to get uh, uh, basic information uh, out there. So, all right, so let's take a look at uh, question one. I will attempt to share my screen uh, again. And uh, I mean, this one is a long one. Uh, it, it incorporates several sections of the charter, as you can see there. And basically, this is the one from all the discussions you had at, on the commission level. Uh, you're making spelling, uh, you're correcting spelling mistakes, correcting some uh, grammatical mistakes, but there's one in there I wanted to ask you about, and it has to do, it's section 28 under powers and duties of vote. The proposed change, quote, changes to whom budget requests are submitted. Uh, and right now, I guess it goes from departments to vote, and this would change it from department heads to the mayor and vote. Is that what it is, and, and why is that uh, change being suggested? Yeah, and that's actually um, spelled out more specifically in uh, question number six. So question number six um, specifies that uh, shall section 28 of the charter uh, be amended to require the mayor to submit an annual budget to the Board of Apportionment and Taxation by March 1st in accordance um, with the recommendation of the Charter Revision Commission and the Board of Aldermen slash Alderwomen. Um, the mayor... Um, submits his currently submits his own budget. He does not see the budgets proposed by uh, Parks and Recreation or Public Works or the Board of Education uh, for that matter. So um, what we are proposing now is that rather than um, these various commissions and boards submit their budgets directly to the, the tax board, we're asking him them to submit it to the mayor um, for him to review and for him to um, maybe make some uh, recommendations, uh, changes before the tax board views it. Um, you know, after all, regardless of who the mayor is, they, they um, whether it be fair or unfair, are taking credit for the mill rate in the city of Derby. So if the mill rate goes up, um, you know, it, it's, it's typically uh, falls on the mayor's head, even though he does not see the budget. So this is a way of, of getting the, um, uh, the mayor more in line with uh, what's being presented to the tax board prior um, to the to the budgets being officially so is the goal is the goal here accountability you, you want uh, the mayor and when i say you i mean the charter revision commission uh is the idea to get the the mayor more accountable in terms of the financial dealings uh, of the city 
Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, again, I mean, they're taking credit, whether it's good or bad, uh, for um, the tax increases or, or, or steady, steady tax. Um, so this is actually giving the mayor um, the opportunity to uh, review the, the, the budgets before they're submitted to the tax board. So yeah, I think it's, um, it's something that, you know, it's long overdue. Uh, and I think many other, many other cities do this and towns do this um, as well. And the idea, uh, my observation has been over the years, uh, sometimes in Derby, I was always confused because sometimes a mayor would come out and sort of have a, uh, uh, a press conference. I was going to say dog and pony show, but I'm so cynical. They'll have a press conference saying, here's my budget. Uh, and then the next year, that just doesn't happen. Uh, and then sometimes there, there's, the, well, is the mayor going to propose a budget or anything like that? And they're really, the way the charter is right now, the mayor doesn't, it, he doesn't have to get involved in the budget at all if he doesn't want to, or she. Is that right? Yeah, actually, the, the mayor has his own um, budget that he submits to the tax board to be. Approved. But just for his department, you mean? Right, exactly. Yeah. So just for his department. Right, exactly. Okay. So now we're putting the entire city uh, in his hands. So it's, you know, a 40, 40, $60 million operation. So um, whether he's taking credit, good or bad, I mean, I think it's something that, that he should have his eyes on, um, you know, for the first time prior to the tax board. And I know this can be dry, a dry subject for people. Uh, and then people might assume uh, it's just, a, I mean, it's a political process. But in terms of the Charter Revision Commission, that was a, a bipartisan board. Who are some of the people and their affiliations on Charter Revision who all have endorsed what's going to voters? Well, the, um, the commission was made up of, uh, of 10 individuals, um, uh, five unaffiliated, um, two uh, Democrats. I forget the, the exact makeup, but it was five unaffiliated, uh, three Democrats, and I think two Republicans. Um, so they were chosen by uh, the Democratic Town Committee and the Republican Town Committee. Um, they made recommendations to the, uh, to the Board of Aldermen and Alderwomen, and then um, they were either approved or not approved. And the Aldermen and Alderwomen actually added two, two members, one being myself and the other one being uh, Alderwoman Kurtica. So, and so would you say, I'm sorry, Rob, I interrupted. So I'm just saying that's where the recommendations came from. They came from the, the various town committees. And, uh, and then the, the, the actual questions that made it to the ballot, I mean, basically the Charter Revision Commission, that bipartisan panel, they want people to vote yes. Is that accurate to say? And, and the Board yeah. of Aldermen, the fact that they put this out here? Absolutely. And again, it's bipartisan. So um, we unanimously approved um, each of the seven questions to put forth to the Board of Aldermen and Alderwomen for approval. Um, and then once it got to the, so that's 10 yeses. And then we got to the Board of Aldermen, Alderwomen, we got nine more yeses. They unanimously approved it. And, um, and that's uh, uh, the, the makeup of the, the Board of Aldermen is um, by uh, six Democrats, two Republicans and one unaffiliated. So, um, and that had bipartisan support and that was unanimous. So between the two commissions, there was 19 yes votes. Okay. Yeah. So I'm so used to in Derby over the years, it's always sort of uh, infighting within parties or infighting within par uh, political or between political parties, but that's not the case here. Yeah. Okay. So is, let's go. This is one of the more atypical things that the city has ever done as far as charter revision. I mean, this, uh, these changes that we're suggesting um, does not um, benefit one party over the other whatsoever. And here we are uh, moving on to uh, question two. Uh, this is the one that asks, uh, shall section four of the charter of the city of Derby be amended to change the term of office for all elected officials 
from two years to four years in accordance with the recommendation of the Charter Revision Commission and the Board of Aldermen and Alder Women. So right now uh, it's two year terms in Derby. This would make it four years. This is a pretty big change uh, in city government. Why does this have uh, the support of the Charter Revision Commission and the Board of Aldermen and Women? Well, this is um, this is something when you know when a new administration takes over, um, they're working under uh, a two year term, and it's very difficult to get anything completed in two years. And um, in, in the recent history, I think there's maybe only been one or two um, uh, one term mayors in, in the, maybe the past 20 or 30 years. So um, typically, um, once a mayor is elected, they're getting two terms. So um, and again, you know, working under, uh, for instance, the mayor working under a budget that he takes over under the previous administration uh, for the first six months. So, um, and then a year later, he gets to work, or six months later, he, he pr proposes his own budget. Uh, the city. Oh, you cut out, Rob. I lost your audio there, Rob. I don't, I'm still on, uh, but you have disappeared. You've gone into the no man's land. So let's see if we can get Rob back. You, right, it's still that internet instability that I was talking about. Ah, uh, there you go. Okay. You just came back. Uh, I mean, if you want, you could switch off your video. We could try it that way as well. I'm not going to have the ability to edit this. Unfortunately, I don't have that type of budget, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. You had trailed off there about uh, 15 seconds ago, at least. Okay, um, I'm not sure where I where I left off um, with the recording, but um, you know, it's difficult to get um, anything done in two years. Uh, you know, once a, a project is started, um, you know, it, it requires more than two years to to see it through to fruition. Um, and, and again, uh, if a mayor is working under a uh, budget of a previous administration for the first six months. Um, the, the budget for his administration doesn't take effect until six months late into his first term. And then a year after that, he's seeking um, re-election. So he's theoretically, um, or all officials are, are theoretically seeking re-election, working under the budget um, for one year, under the, the current administration's budget for one year. So that's the idea behind um, moving it to four years. And, and also um, it's, gonna save, it's gonna save taxpayer money uh, on uh, having the election. It costs, costs a lot of money to, to host an election. So rather than doing it every two years, we can do it every four. And why was the decision? I, I mean, I guess one could, in terms of the mayor, I think one could argue that like the downtown redevelopment zone was, you could make an argument that it was stagnant for longer than it had to be. And, uh, because every two years, basically one candidate for mayor was trying to sabotage the other one. It, it just every two years, people try to unravel whatever plans or talk uh is happening within that redevelopment zone right uh so i guess you know and i, I from one perspective that it, it, the definite what's the definition of insanity doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results right exactly. so i guess from that perspective yeah if you've had it for two years all these years and it hasn't worked maybe four would but why everybody else why not just the mayor i was sort of surprised as this went along that it's it encompasses all derby officials like why is that well, rather than just have um, one official, uh, we, we decided, and again, it was unanimous between the two boards, uh, the two commissions to have all elected officials that uh, currently we have the only elected official that serves a four year term is the uh, town clerk. So uh, we're looking to change that just to, to make it uh, consistent across the board and have all elected officials uh, serving the same term.
And the other thing I wanted to point out, if you go to the Derby website, there is also explanatory text uh, up there for these questions uh, as well. So, so that's very exciting. Uh, and I guess we just did uh, question two, right? So that's that. Here are the questions and you can get uh, all the different uh, explanations there. Uh, and then question three, I'm, I'm good. It has the question as well, so I don't have to switch back and forth. Uh, and this is an interesting one. Shall section 10 of the charter of the city of Derby be amended to designate the position of mayor as full-time in accordance with the recommendation of the Charter Revision Commission and the aldermen and women. So why a full-time mayor? What's good about that? Well, and how much is it gonna cost us, Rob? Yeah, that, that's the unknown question. I mean, currently the charter does not specify whether the mayor is full-time or part-time. It, it doesn't specify either way. However, um, the salary structure for the mayor suggests that it's a part-time job. So it's, I think it's in the 40 to $45,000 range uh, per year. Um, and it goes up with uh, the number of years and terms that they serve. Um, however, um, you know, if, if a mayor is uh, considered part-time, they're not going to call off, uh, you know, their duty after serving maybe 20 or 30 hours. I mean, if there's something that, that's going on in the city that needs their attention, um, you know, mayors are, are, are always, and have always been, as long as I've been in the city, um, working full-time as it is, 24-7, they're available so, to the community. So uh, this is just to essentially end that age-old argument that the, the city of Derby uh, has a part-time mayor. Okay, and then, uh, I mean, I've been, you know, at uh, when Archie Morris was Archie Morris over the years with various city officials in the city of Derby, uh, sort of talking in general. And one thing that they would say is it's hard to attract uh, viable candidates for mayor or qualified candidates uh, for mayor because uh, the pay and, and, and the perception that it is part time. Do you think and there's been a lot of talk of this in the Zeke administration, like Alderman Sampson in particular. Uh, I think it was Alderman Sampson. I apologize if I'm getting this wrong, but he there's this feeling that, well, you get what you pay for if we sort of do low ball and, 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 and don't bring in uh, the cream of the crop or we bring in somebody because, ah, he's a good guy or we know him a little bit. You, you, you have these, these full-time problems and sort of a part-time uh, attitude. Is that, I don't know what my question is. Do you think this will widen the, the, the candidate base for mayor as well? And do you I, think ultimately, is it part of a bigger scheme to professionalize, professionalize uh, public service and derby? Yeah, I, I, I know what you're saying. Um, and we had this discussion uh, recently um, pertaining to the uh, building uh, official um, at the last Board of Aldermen meeting. Um, yes, uh, to answer your question in short, um, currently uh, or in recent past, the, the mayors have either been self-employed or they have the ability to um, uh, leave their, their position, uh, their full-time position to serve as mayor or their re retirement, uh, retired or near retirement age to, to serve as uh, as the mayor. So we're hoping that if we can um, A, make this four years and, and B, make it full time, we're going to be able to attract people that, um, you know, have more opportunity to uh, to spend more time and more have a, a better professional uh, background as well. And I know it, uh, in general, it's hard to get people to run for office nowadays because everyone's working 70 hours a week. Uh, and I know sometimes in Derby, you walk into the, and this might go back to, to having four-year terms, I guess, an argument maybe for it. 
I felt like when I walk into the voting booth in Derby, sometimes I'm all inspired and ready to go. And I walk by all the candidates who are at, at the Irving school, you know, on the corner there. And uh, basically you open the ballot and everybody on the ballot gets elected because you got 17 seats and it gets 17 candidates. Uh, so that's an issue as well. I would, I would imagine. Yeah. I, I mean, I've been on both sides of the, of the ball here. Um, I was on the Democratic Town Committee for a number of years, and then I changed my party affiliation to uh, unaffiliated, and I ran on the Republican ticket. So um, I've been a part of uh, both. Oh, your mic. We're, we lost your sound there again, Rob. I don't know who your, your, your internet service is, but I, we're going to file a class action lawsuit. Can you hear me? You can still hear me, but I can no longer hear you. But your microphone is still on. All right, I'm sorry, I'm back. There you go, a little internet connectivity. Yeah. So, All right, you know what though? You were saying it's hard to get. I was taking you off on a tangent anyway, so maybe that's God's way of saying uh, uh, let's move to another one. Because I have to ask the big question here: If you go to full-time mayor, what's it going to cost? That's not decided at this at the charter revision uh, level. When would that be decided? if this would cost us more or the salary, when's that going to be decided? Well, should this um, this question pass and the mayor does become full-time, it'll go to the board of aldermen to, to review um, the salary structure. So uh, that'll be um, certainly done at a later date. And obviously it'll, it'll need to be done um, prior to uh, next year's uh, election. Okay. Share the screen right one more time here. Let's see, what do we have next? That was a full-time mayor question four. Uh, this is an interesting one too. Shall section 16 of the charter of the city of Derby be amended to update the duties of the treasurer in accordance with uh, same ones we've mentioned before. Uh, then the explanatory text, this is sort of an interesting one here and some letter writers. We've had three letters to the editor saying vote no uh, on these. And we've had uh, a letter to the editor from you and the two town political party chairmen saying vote yes. But this one says, if approved, the new language will clarify the responsibilities of the treasurer. But what is that? Because it's very, it's vague. Currently, um, it, the charter is very vague. It doesn't really specify what uh, the duties of the treasurer um, are. Um, so th what this change is, is essentially um, making the duties of the treasurer uh, coincide with Connecticut general statutes. So we're not making any changes. We're just um, going with what the state of Connecticut has suggested the uh, duties of the treasurer be for each municipality. So um, there's nothing um, nefarious here. There's nothing underhanded. We're just trying to get in line with uh, Connecticut general statutes. So would it be accurate if in the explanatory text under question four there, if it had said, if approved, the new language will clarify the responsibilities of the treasurer so that it matches Connecticut state statute? Is that? I mean, that would be fair. Yeah. I mean, um, the explanatory text was not... Um, completed by the Charter Revision Commission. Um, so yeah, I mean, that, that that's fair to, to include that. Okay, and then uh, moving on to, to question five here. This is, and this is one I've heard, I mean, it's interesting. The, and this is sort of a, a political type of uh, observation here, but you, you, hold, you hold all these meetings, you guys meet for hours and hours uh, for a series of months. You hold public uh, hearings where you say to people, please tell us what you want to see change. Do you have any suggestions? And the number of people that come out are, are small uh, on every level of, of this thing. And, and maybe that's the pandemic, maybe because uh, people don't like to Zoom, although I think 
public participation in government has increased thanks to Zoom and the fact we're all locked at homes. But I have heard like Judy Shevchek last night was on this podcast and she threw a little shade at, uh, and she's the chairman of, of Derby Boat. She, she threw a little shade at the charter uh, revision questions in general. And my theory is that this is probably a little bit of a hot button question. Okay, question five. Sorry, yeah. Rob. This, Shall this, sex, I'm go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead, keep going. Shall section 26 to the charter of the city of Derby be amended to designate the board of aldermen slash alder women as the superior body in the city, according to all the recommendations? Okay, so what's the motivation behind that? The motivation behind that was to essentially um, make a determination as to who has the final say um, in the city of Derby. Um, what, what body is going to have uh, a final determination on, on a given subject? So, um, you know, I understand that this could be a hot button question between um, the tax board and the board of aldermen, but um, it just makes sense to, to designate one of them as um, the, the, the superior body to uh, make a final decision should there be uh, a conflict between uh, the two. And, and just in terms of, I mean, I find this, I know the issue to some extent. I find it very hard to explain uh, to people, to be quite honest with you. It's sort of a chicken and, and a chicken and the egg type uh, debate here. But from what I've seen, and I think it just happened recently, where the Board of Aldermen were talking about uh, increasing a line item by a relatively small amount. But the hesitation was on the Alderman's part that, well, the, 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 the boat has the, the final say because they control the, the purse strings in the city of Derby. And I guess people that, that, that are made nervous by this question, does this take away all power? Does this mean the Board of Aldermen can essentially sp spend any money they want in the city of Derby? Um, not necessarily. I mean, we can't spend the money if it's not there. So, um, I mean, we can make uh, recommendations and make determinations, but if, um, if the money's not there, then we're certainly not going to be able to, to, you know, authorize anything. Okay. And then, uh, my other screen turned off here. I, we'll, we'll come back to that in a second. Cause I believe it's mentioned, uh, again, a boat comes up again. Let's see. So that was the okay. And then you talk about and you, you sort of hit this one. The mayor gets more involved in the process because it's going to be written in the charter, which is question six. Shall, shall section 28 of the charter of Derby be amended to require the mayor to submit to submit an annual budget to the Board of Apportionment and Taxation by March 1st uh, in accordance with the, the with the recommendations. And I guess just in the in the explanatory text, if approved, this language will modify the annual budget process to include the mayor in the process and require the mayor to submit an annual budget to the Board of Apportionment and Taxation, which body, the boat, shall continue to have the final decision on the approval of the budget. Does that explain? I mean, they have the final decision of the budget, but the aldermen, women are the superior body. That's a little confusing to yeah, me. Yeah, well, but the Board of Aldermen wouldn't have any um, say over the budget. That's going to remain with the tax board. Um, and, and again, having uh, the mayor's eyes on it prior to the um, uh, going to the tax board is hopefully going to save some time. So he can make recommendations to uh, Parks and Rec or Public Works and say, all right, I need you to come back with um, you know a, a few cuts before we present this to the tax board. And that, that would save the tax board from having to um, have that conversation. 
Um, but yeah, uh, the, the tax board is going to make the, the final decision um, as far as the budget is concerned. Um, and the Board of Aldermen being the, the, the superior body um, wouldn't override that. Their um, suggestions would be uh, made to the tax board um, knowing that there's money uh, set aside or, or at least uh, with the understanding that there's, there's money set aside for a particular item that uh, we would be looking to pass. Okay. Uh, and then I should also point out, I mean, one of the members of the Charter Revision Commission is Sam Palastro. Uh, he's the head of the Derby Republican Town Committee, or at least last I heard. I, I believe that's still true. I, sometimes they change out. And he's a member of the tax board. He's been on the tax board uh, for like 100 years at this point. And he voted uh, in favor of this question, too. Right. He had had some questions about it and. Yeah, correct. Uh, I mean, you know, Sam is uh, has been on the uh, the Charter Revision Commission, and um, this was, you know, obviously one of the, the items that we discussed at length, and um, he was in favor of it. Okay. And the last question, I'm, I mean, this sounds relatively minor, but uh, shall, shall Section 55 of the Charter be amended to allow certain members of the Board of Assessment Appeals to designate an alternate to act in their stead in accordance with the recommendation of it. what's happening there with the Board of Tax Assessment Appeals? People aren't showing up to meetings or something, or well, so, um, occasionally there, there's a conflict with schedules. Um, so we um, have decided that we would like to uh, look at having an alternate for uh, the various uh, members of the of the um, assessment appeals. Currently, as it's set up, um, it's the uh, chair of the tax board, the president of the board of aldermen and the treasurer. Um, the difference between the tax board and the board of aldermen versus the treasurer is there's alternates on that board. So there's there's 10 tax board members and there's nine aldermen. So if the president is unable to um, you know, fulfill those duties on a given night, then we can designate one of the other eight aldermen. Um, and if a tax board uh, chair is unable to uh, fulfill those requirements on any given night, there's nine other alternates that they can choose from. However, um, the treasurer is a, a, you know, a single uh, position. So uh, we did not include them as an alternate because um, you know, he could or she could essentially appoint anybody to, to um, sit in their, in their seat. Um, so there, there is really no alternate for the treasurer. So that, that's why we're not um, looking to add an alternate for the treasurer position. Okay, that that is a that is a very inside baseball question. I gotta admit, I'm not sure if I'm if I'm if I'm following all that, but that's charter revision. I mean, I should go back and do some more research. But I guess, what do you think now, Rob? Because there, there there is some grumbling in the community. Uh, uh, I mean, and and it must be so hard to get the word out about something like this. Uh, where do you think the vote's going to go? And is there anything you want to say to people uh, before November 3rd? And again, it's not like this is, uh, I remember the last charter revision, there was one question on there that would take away uh, dual, the need to vote, unanimous vote from the Board of Aldermen on dual office holding. And that one was a little like, well, you're kind of, it was the alderman benefiting themselves to some extent, one could possibly uh, uh, assume. But uh, this one doesn't, you know, it was, these these meetings were, they were what they were. They just sort of it went through the process. So what do you want to say to people? Um, you know, I, I'd like to let everybody know that, you know, we worked very, um, very long hours. Uh, we did a lot of research. We um, um, discussed, uh, we worked collaboratively. Uh, and again, it was uh, a bipartisan um, uh, effort here. And 
it was unanimous between um, 10, 10 commission members and nine Board of Aldermen members. So um, it's not something that um, we're looking to just uh, you know, throw against the wall to see if it sticks. We think that these are, are good recommendations and it's un understandable that um, a, a couple of these questions might be um, uh, questionable that, that may not pass. However, uh, I think the majority of them will um, and, and understanding and, and being a part of the process uh, on both the, the commission and the, uh, the Board of Aldermen, Alderwomen, and, you know, I was able to see both um, sides of it. So um, I'm confident that the majority of these questions uh, are going to pass. Okay, that's, uh, that, that's interesting to hear. So and then I, from what I understand, uh, this process may start up uh, again, uh, after November 3rd at some point. Yeah, because we um, we got a late start due to COVID, and um, the the commission was put together in uh, January, or February, and then COVID struck in March. So we, we didn't actually start meeting until May. Um, and there's a number of items that um, that were brought to us uh, that we had a table until the next cycle because uh, we didn't have enough time to do the research and give it the uh, amount of time that it deserves uh, to discuss and to research uh, to make a, a decision. So. Um, we are going to um, ask the Board of Aldermen to reappoint this uh, Charter Revision Commission and, and begin the process again and tackle some of those tougher issues, um, knowing that we'll have more time in the next cycle. All right, sir. I mean, as a, a Derby resident, I want to thank you for your public service. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's a thankless job. Being on a Charter Revision Commission definitely isn't easy. So thank you very much. And, uh, and thank you for coming on and agreeing to do this again. Of course, no problem. I, I appreciate the opportunity. All right, everybody. This is uh, Eugene Driscoll on behalf of Alderman Rob Hyder of Derby. November 3rd is election day. Go to valleyindy.org. I've got all sorts of uh, links up there to find out if you're registered, to find out what your polling location is. If you haven't handed in your absentee ballot at this point, don't mail it. Walk to Derby City Hall. Put it right in the drop box uh, outside City Hall on the Minerva Street side. So that's that. Thanks a lot, Rob. All right. Have a great night.